Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends, and happy Monday. I hope you had a restful weekend and you're ready and excited to dive into a brand new week. Last week, we left off with Paul going to Thessalonica, the city where Paul wrote the letter of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians to the church he built there, and they saw so much pushback in Thessalonica that those people actually followed Paul and Silas to a new city in Berea and chased them out there too. The anger, the jealousy, the pride was incredible in the Jews that were opposed to Paul's message. And even though we saw that beautiful truth and reception in the Bereans, Paul and Silas were still chased out, and that is where we hop back in today. So let's jump into Acts chapter 17, verse 14, and I'm reading from the ESV. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So Athens was a big hub in the Greek world. So, of course, all of their gods would have been on display there. And this hit Paul hard. His spirit was provoked. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. So he is sharing, trying to reason with the people who are here in the city of Athens, both in the Jewish synagogues and just out in common places where he would be talking to anyone. And Athens was a place known for scholars, known for philosophers, and those are the kinds of people with that kind of attitude, looking for any new knowledge, thinking that all knowledge is valid, that Paul was talking to. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him, and some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be preaching of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you are preaching? So these people, these philosophers, bring Paul over to this court that was in Athens. And they're asking him, can we know what this new teaching is? This new information was a culture that loved newness, gathering all of the research, all of the information that they could. And of course, this was in the heart of Greece. 
So their gods that they're looking to are the typical gods of the Greek myths that we probably know. Zeus, Hades, and all the gods in between. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting, for you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. This highlights that almost obsession with new knowledge, new ideas. Although they may not have had discerning spirits when it came to new ideas. If it was new, it was good, it was interesting, and there was no discernment in whether or not the newness was actually trueness. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. Look at this. What an incredible message that Paul is sharing with them. He is drawing connections to something in their life that they see every day, that they wonder something real to them, and he is drawing a connection to that. In this case, the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. So now Paul takes that connection that he pointed to and he draws a line straight to God. Also pointing out their flawed logic, their flawed rationale that gods need temples when in fact the living God, he created everything. He gives life and breath, and he does not live in a temple that we create because he is bigger, he is greater. And so as we seek in our own lives to share what Jesus has done for us, to share the beautiful gospel truth, it can be effective to draw connections to something that our audience, whoever we're speaking to, something they care about. Now, one of my coaches always said, we don't want to try and start new conversations. We want to step into the conversation they're already having. Now, my coach said this from a business standpoint, but I think it also applies to a gospel sharing, evangelism, discipleship standpoint. We don't always need to be starting new conversations about Christ and Jesus, but rather stepping into the conversations people have. Speaking to the worries and the fears, the challenges, the obstacles that people are facing every day. And just like Paul does here, drawing a connection, a line between their current circumstance, something they're dealing with, something they're thinking about, and drawing that right back to God. 
And today we saw the beginning of this speech where Paul makes this amazing connection, which is such an incredible example for us. And tomorrow we're going to see Paul finish up this speech, diving even deeper in clarifying the truth he shares. And we're going to see the response of the Athenians to his message. So tune in tomorrow morning and I will see you then. By the way, you are invited to the last two days of my free Exploring Christian Yoga workshop. Thus far, we have covered what yoga is, why we need discernment, and how Christian yoga is different. These replays are available, and tonight, I'm allowing you to try out one of my faith-filled classes completely for free. I would love to see you there. The link is in the description, hesedheart.com slash workshop.